How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Just Nobody's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! So today we're going to be talking about Disney Channel's dark theories. And there's a lot of theories that Disney has hidden. There's a lot. But also, we'll be talking about some Spider-Man. So stay tuned for that. We're also going to be talking about Taylor Swift today, about her new song, All Too Well. It's not new. It's an old new song. But we're going to be talking about the theories behind the song and all the hidden details. So with that being said, let's get right into it. We're going to start off with Hannah Montana. Okay, this show, growing up, was probably like one of my go-tos. We can all agree that Hannah Montana was the go-to right after school. You turn it on, and it was always on. Oh, yeah. I would, do, I would just watch it while doing homework. I remember. She lived a double life. She was like Superman. So this is where the theory comes in. So basically, everything that Hannah Montana experienced, Miley Stewart experienced, her friends, all the music, everything she did on the show never actually happened and it actuality was just her dream imagination of her her dream of a young girl miley stewart one day hoping to becoming a pop star it's so good and what happens is there's a final episode where we actually see miley stewart playing with a doll and she's like one day i'm gonna be a pop singer and all of a sudden billy ray cyrus walks in who's the dad right but instead of calling her miley stewart or hannah montana he actually calls her miley cyrus See, that's crazy. And as we know, Miley Cyrus is the actress's name. And the whole show was actually Miley Cyrus's dream of becoming a pop star one day. And that's what blew my mind. It is crazy. And Miley Cyrus was dreaming about a girl named Miley Stewart who looked just like her that also lived a double life of being Hannah Montana. There's a lot more theories on Hannah Montana that you probably don't even know. Okay, so we know Miley Stewart, right? Whenever she puts on the wig, she becomes Hannah Montana. Right. How do her close friends not even know that hey they look really similar how do they never realize that the theory is that the dad paid lily and oliver to be her friends and to act like they don't know she's hannah montana because he always wanted her to just live a normal life and be able to have a regular teenage life what the heck so he uses the money that hannah montana makes to pay miley stewart's friends that's so weird that's sad Come on, they're her closest friends. How do they not know? And Hannah Montana is like the biggest pop star around for exactly. their show, right? Exactly. So like in the universe, they're like, Hannah Montana, everyone knows Hannah Montana. So if you know Hannah Montana is huge, you're seeing her on the news all the time, you would think you would look at your friend Miley Stewart and be like, gosh, you look like Hannah Montana. It's super sad, but have you heard the even crazier theory about Hannah Montana's wig? What about all the other people that Miley interacts with? Like the people she goes to school with? How do they never notice? So there's a crazy, crazy theory that the wig that Hannah Montana wears has mind control powers. What? I think it's a little far-fetched, but it's pretty good. The magical wig that will blind people's eyes from seeing the truth. Okay, but moving on from that, have you seen the Hannah Montana and Wizards of Waverly Place theory? It's so funny. I totally remember that day when that came out. And yeah. when we used to have those collaborations where you would see like Sweet Life on Deck meets this or Wizards of Waverly Place with uh, Hannah Montana. Yeah. It was always like so epic. Like everybody was like, oh my gosh, it's going to happen. Exactly. So I think this one was Sweet Life on Deck, Hannah Montana, and Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah. But the crazy thing is, Selena Gomez was in, the Han was in a Hannah Montana episode like a long time ago. The pop singer. Right. She was like a rival pop singer. They hated each other. But it doesn't really make sense when you think about it. But Alex Russo is a wizard. So she changed reality to put herself in a pop star's life. And that's how she's able to exist with Hannah Montana still. 
She always gets into trouble. It kind of is up her alley to do something like that. Have you heard about the Sweet Life on Deck Theory about London? There's an episode where someone asks London. She goes, do you have a picture of the one who shall not be named? But then London goes, who? Voldemort? And then she freaks out. Like, she starts getting super scared. In Harry Potter, you never talk about Voldemort's name. The theory is that London is a wizard. That's why she seems so dumb in the regular world. She's really bad at driving, and she's really bad at school. She knows she needs to hide her powers. It's not that she's actually dumb. Uh -huh. It's just that she doesn't know how to work anything in the human world. In Harry Potter terms, she's a wizard trying to live a muggle life. We never really see London's parents. We only see her dad, like, a few times, maybe. They're in the wizard world working. He gets all of his money from being a wizard. And that's how he's able to own these five-star hotels. That's crazy. I saw this video by Most Amazing Top 10. In The Sweet Life, we see like Zach and Cody in a classroom. Remember we talked about subliminal messages in TV shows? Oh yeah. On one of the chalkboards in the classroom, Yeah. you literally see the word in cursive, right? Uh-huh. Illuminati. No, no way. No, okay, no way did they just write it. It's kind of like hidden. It was written on the chalkboard. Spelled out Illuminati. Spelled out. Dude, that's weird. It's I feel like they don't usually write it out. It's pretty big. So another crazy Disney Channel theory is about Phineas and Ferb. And I told you this theory. I actually did it on TikTok about a couple months ago. So basically what it is is about Phineas and Ferb and how they always do these crazy inventions. They do all these crazy stunts. And their sister Candace is always trying to get them in trouble, right? Like, Mom, look at what Phineas and Ferb did. And the mom shows up. And there's it's some magical way... All the stuff they did disappears, and they don't get in trouble. So I saw this video by Watch Mojo, and basically what it is is that Phineas is actually dead. And basically, Candace misses her brother so much that she imagines Phineas still being alive. And she feels bad that Phineas is dead, and that she wishes that Ferb had a brother. So what she does is she imagines that Ferb and Phineas, imaginary Phineas, is doing all these crazy things, like crazy inventions, and she's actually delusional. So like, she's like, Mom! Look at what they did. Look at, right? Look at what they did. And the mom's like, oh, Candace. Right? Because you would think after a while, the mom would be like, Candace, shut up. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is like 100 days you've been saying this, right? Yeah. But instead, the mom's like, oh, Candace, it's okay, you know? That's true. She's, she's like always sympathetic. Right. So the theory is that the mom actually knows that Candace imagines Phineas still being alive, so she feels bad for Candace. And is like trying to comfort her and know that it's okay i hear you like you're being heard the reason why they never age in the show is because candace only saw phineas get to a certain age right so at that age she never could imagine what he would look like when he got older so in turn he stays that age forever in her mind that's super sad but it's very plausible like it i feel like the theory could make sense have you heard of the dark theory about phineas's dad okay so i saw a video by director's choice okay. and if you look at phineas and ferb's heads right they look really weird like phineas is a triangle right ferb is a rectangle yeah very but strange ferb right he looks exactly like the dad phineas has a triangle shaped head but the only person that has a triangle shaped head in the show besides phineas Dr. Doofenshmirtz. It's so weird to think about. The mom doesn't have a triangle, right? And the dad obviously doesn't. Dr. Doofenshmirtz is the only one. And if you look at Dr. Doofenshmirtz's hair, he has the same haircut as Phineas, too. The three little... Yeah, the little, like, little <laughs> oh thing on the gosh, top. Oh, my gosh. What the heck? It's crazy. He has that little thing on the top. Oh, my gosh. Wait a second. That's so weird. There was even an episode where Dr. Doofenshmirtz literally goes on a date with Phineas and Ferb's mom when I they were younger. That. Yeah, 
I remember that. Right? So the theory is that as they grew older, Phineas's mom went back to Dr. Doofenshmirtz and they had Phineas. But since she found out that Dr. Doofenshmirtz was like crazy, so she took Phineas and left. But think about this too. How is Phineas so smart and innovative? Who does he get that from? Who else creates inventions in the show? Dr. Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Dude, that's crazy. There's too much of a relationship there. I feel like I've said that's crazy so many times. But have you ever heard of the Kim Possible theory? No, I have not. We all know that Kim Possible is like this super crazy secret agent, right? There's a theory that she's not even human. We never see her train. We never see how she learned how to become a secret agent. So the theory is that her parents are secret scientists that genetically created Kim Possible. How does she learn all that stuff and be that good at being a secret agent by high school? We never see her do anything like training or learning anything. Growing up, I love these shows, and now you're changing the way like I see them. I saw a crazy theory about High School Musical. I think it was from Watch Mojo, and it was uh, about how there's a real villain of High School Musical. After listening to it, it makes so much sense. So we all know that Sharpay Evans is supposed to be the villain of the show. As we get older now, we see a different side to Sharpay. The theory is, is that Sharpay is actually the hero of the movie, and Gabriella is the villain. Dude, this theory, man. In High School Musical 2, we literally see Sharpay get Troy a job on the golf course to make money. She invites him to that dinner to meet with the head coach of that one dream college he wants to go to to get a scholarship for school. She's doing all these things to help Troy. And Gabriella over there is like, you never have time for me. Basically, is being really selfish. Troy's just trying to better his future and Sharpay's trying to help him. I just think, man, Sharpay's so mean and bossy. But in reality, she's trying to help him. Like you said, being older and watching it back, you're really like, Dude, Sharpay was literally trying to make Troy's future better. Another Friday night movie that I really like, the Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh, oh, Pablo. <laughs> oh my gosh. The Lizzie McGuire movie was, I feel like it's so underrated. It is, 100%. We know throughout the show, right? The, t- the actual TV show of Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. We always see like the cartoon version of her. It's her little alter ego. So there's a crazy theory that Lizzie McGuire is actually schizophrenic. And remember her friend Miranda? There's a theory that she doesn't even exist. And she's just another one of those things that, like the cartoon that Lizzie made up to cope with her schizophrenia. When you go to the movie, we don't see the cartoon character all the time, and we don't see Miranda. Yeah, Miranda's not in the movie. Yeah, she's not there or the cartoon, right? The cartoon's only there in the end credit scene. Gordo is the only one that's there always. The theory goes that she started like taking like medication for her schizophrenia. Because then she doesn't start to see everything. Like, she doesn't start to see the cartoon and she doesn't see Miranda. Because they don't exist. But then throughout the movie, she stops taking the medication, right? And we see her singing with herself. Almost <laughs> as if it's another personality in her head. Oh my gosh. And that's how she proved to her parents that she was well enough to go to Italy. Because they wouldn't have let her go if she wasn't taking the medication. During the trip, she forgot to take it. And that's when she started seeing things again. It is really weird how all of a sudden she's on this school trip and then all of a sudden she knows how to sing and then all of a sudden she's performing in front of millions of people singing a song that she had no idea about and she has like crazy stage fright and now she's just singing in front of everyone. What's crazy is too though, it could be the intention of the writer of these shows. It's that time when we have my girlfriend Leia come onto the show and we do this segment called Whose Side Are You On? We have a story from Reddit, a real life story where there's one person talking about their perspective of a story and we have to decide if they're right or the person they're complaining about is right 
and we're going to find out who's right and who's wrong. So welcome to Whose Side Are You On? So whose side are you on? So it's the girl versus her sister. Am I wrong for not wanting to go to my sister's wedding? Ooh. How do you, okay, you guys are brothers, so think, think about this. Dang, I would, I would be pretty hurt if I didn't, if Ryan didn't want to come to my wedding. My sister is getting married next month. My husband and I were both planning on going, but when we got the invitation, it was only for me. When I called my sister and asked about it, she said my husband was, of course, fine to come, but she requested that he not be in any family photos. They're already married. They're already married. What? Okay, hold on. My husband is in a wheelchair. I've been married to him for eight years. He has been in a wheelchair since he was 16, and my family has always ever known him to be in his chair. Apparently, my sister doesn't want him in any of her wedding photos because she is afraid that he'll take attention away from me because he's different. She justifies this by saying, when people come over and see our family photo, they always ask about him because he's the only one that is in a wheelchair, so he stands out. She says she wants to be the main focus in her photo. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was livid. I went off on her and told her she was being a selfish bridezilla. I told her we wouldn't be coming. I've been getting calls from parents and relatives telling me I need to apologize to my sister because now she's upset. I'm angry at them for thinking it's okay to leave my husband out of family photos because of his disability. My husband hates being a burden on people, and he says he's fine with not being in the photos, which made me even angrier because now he feels bad about himself for something I feel is unwarranted. Am I wrong for not supporting my sister's big day because of this? My husband says we should be there for family, even if he can't be in the photos. My family says I need to apologize, but I feel like this is an issue I need to fight for. Am I wrong? Whose side are you on? I'm livid. I'm mad. <laughs> this, is, this is such an upsetting story. It really There's not much of a discussion to have here other than saying that. It's pure discrimination. Are you kidding me? Could you imagine? You see someone disabled, and you're like, they're taking away from me. Like, are you serious? It's so wrong. It's so wrong. This is, like, so upsetting. The husband feels bad. Like, he shouldn't have to feel bad right. about his disability. It's just the way he is. Right. You know? They said he doesn't like to be a burden. Dude, that's so messed up. Why would you put him in, like, a position where he's where he has, like, that, oh, my gosh. I'm, like, my head's could you, everywhere. Could you imagine being that, like, disgusting of a person? To be like, oh my gosh, like, this is my day. And if I, if someone sees like a wheelchair, someone in a wheelchair in my photo, they're not going to look at me. Yeah. Like, dude, shut up. What is, what does the girl's husband think? That guy must be weak. He must be weak. Weak. That is. Weak. (laughs) That is so crazy. How do you let your wife do that? No, you know what she needs to do? You know what she needs to do? For all the family that's giving her a hard time for like not going to the wedding, she needs to say. You know what she said to me? She told me that my husband in his wheelchair, that he has no choice. Because he's in a wheelchair, he can't attend, like, he can't be in the pictures. Right. The family pictures. The she, family that he married into. He, yeah. She needs to tell these family members the truth that the girl that's getting married literally is upset that he's going to take away from, like, her attention. So for the girl's wedding, right? Obviously, he was in a wheelchair for those pictures. Nobody had a problem with it then. I don't think anybody has a problem with it besides the girl that's getting married. 
Because who in their right mind is going to say what she said? Well, the family is saying to apologize, though. Yeah. What but is, she might not know. The family might not know the real oh, reason. Oh, the whole story. Right. Oh, that's they, true. All they might know is that they're choosing not to go to the wedding, right? Mm-hmm. So then everyone's like, oh, my gosh, how snobby of them to not go to the wedding. But you know what? There's two sides to every story. All I'm going to say is for every situation in life, there's two sides to every story. There's always. And if you want to just believe what you see on the surface or whoever's talking, whoever's talking the most probably is a gossiper. Who, Amen to that. Who probably don't know what they're doing. They're trying to cover up their track. Right. There's, yeah, like you said, there's always two sides. Right. Always. I hope the girl who's talking about her husband in the wheelchair, mm-hmm. I hope they can get the truth out because they're in the right. And yeah. it's so wrong for people to do treat them badly. Yeah. And I hope, too, that the husband, like, finds more confidence in himself, you know, and not be afraid or not feel bad about his disability. Right. To just own it, you know, because I'm sure he's such a great guy. Yeah. Obviously, he owns it because he's, like, he's trying to tell his wife we should still try to attend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Screw that girl. Screw that girl and her husband. Well, we know what side we're on. See, what's bad about it, too, is their sisters. They're sisters. But people are disgusting. So you know what? Let's just settle this debate. The girl who's getting married is in the wrong. And if anybody comments otherwise, that's just sad. <laughs> that girl is so wrong. Thanks, Leia. That was a good Signing one. Thank you, Leia. Yeah. Speaking of people that have wronged somebody, let's get into the Taylor Swift theory. Have you heard of the Taylor Swift theory? Oh, no. Basically, as you guys know, Taylor Swift just re-released her song All Too Well, and she came out with a 10-minute video with Dylan O'Brien, Sadie Sink from yeah. Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, everyone's trying to figure out who this song's about. Right. Right? And people are saying it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Are you serious? Mysterio from the Marvel movies. <laughs> so what they're saying is that she wrote this song about Jake Gyllenhaal and how he was such a bad boyfriend to her. Because as we know, Jake Gyllenhaal did date Taylor Swift. Jake Gyllenhaal is getting flamed right now. I have to break down the lyrics. I don't know a lot of Taylor Swift music, but I do know, like, you know, I know the hits. Love story, baby. So I saw a video by Patty Pop Culture on TikTok. Okay. And he literally broke down the facts to prove that it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, this is going to be a good one. In the song, there's a lyric that says, and I left my scarf there at your sister's house and you've still got it in your drawer even now. And in 2008, Taylor Swift went to Jake Gyllenhaal's family's house for Thanksgiving. Okay. And there's actually paparazzi photos of her wearing a scarf going to the house. When she left the house, there's actually footage of her leaving the house photos, and she doesn't have the scarf on. Oh, my god! She left it at the house. Jake Gyllenhaal's sister went on Andy Cohen's show, and she was interviewed, and he asked her, you know, did Taylor Swift leave a scarf at your house? And she said, you know what? Possibly. We know that Jake Gyllenhaal has the scarf. Um, so then one of the lyrics say, You said if we had been closer in age, maybe it would have been fine, and that made me want to die. Jake Gyllenhaal is a lot older than Taylor Swift. Yeah. So she's saying, like, maybe if we were closer in age, you would have been happier. There's another lyric that goes in with that, because in 2010, Taylor Swift was 20 years old and Jake Gyllenhaal was 29. So there's a nine-year difference. Right. And I was never good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes, I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age. Okay? So what that means is, so right now, Jake Gyllenhaal is 40 years old now. Right. His current girlfriend is 25. What? So he has a history of dating 
girls that are way younger than him. Okay. So there's a 15-year age gap there. Yeah. So Taylor Swift is literally saying, I'll get older, right? But the people you date, you keep dating the people that are like the age that I was when I dated you. And in the All Too Well video, we actually see her uh, celebrate her 21st birthday. Okay. And the lyric in the song goes, but then he watched me watch the front door all night, willing you to come. And he said, it's supposed to be fun turning 21. And Taylor Swift is on record saying that her 21st birthday is the worst experience ever. Are you serious? And she said, the reason why is because the boyfriend at the time didn't show up to her party and instead went to hang out with his friends. No. Literally two weeks after her 21st birthday in real life, Uh she broke up with Jake Gyllenhaal. So she's literally talking about Jake Gyllenhaal. And even in the All Too Well music video, right, we have Dylan O'Brien and Sadie Sink. Right. Taylor Swift purposely picked them because Dylan O'Brien is 30 years old and Sadie Sink is 19. It literally is almost the exact same age that Taylor Swift was when she met Jake Gyllenhaal. Because when they officially dated, Uh Jake Gyllenhaal was 29 and she she was 20. Taylor Swift, you are an artiste for yeah. that. So All Too Well came out a long time ago, right? The song? Right. And Jake Gyllenhaal was getting flamed for it, right? Yeah. But now she re-released it and they it's like, you know, burning the fire again. So now Jake Gyllenhaal is getting even more canceled than he was before. <laughs> I would hate to be any of her exes right now. Mysterio really got it bad. And speaking of Spider-Man, new trailer is nuts. New trailer's crazy. And there's been some crazy details in there. You see them jumping at each other. And if you look closely, Lizard gets kicked in the face by something. So the theory is that they edited out the other two Spider-Men. They edited out Andrew and Toby. Because you see Tom Holland looks like he's kind of going towards Sandman. But the other two villains, Electro and Lizard, they're going to the sides of him, going straight. Right? They're not going at Tom Holland. No. They're going to the right and left of him. Yeah. And then when you see Lizard get kicked in the face, yeah, nothing's there that could hit him. Right, it's definitely Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield that's hit him. We saw leaked pictures of Toby, Andrew, and Tom, right? They're on this, like, scaffold, like, over this, like, over the ocean, and there's, like, this big, like, construction site. If you look, that's the same exact spot that Tom Holland is jumping at the villains. Right. So, they're, you know they're all there. They're 100% there. So, like, a while back, I did a theory about the Hobgoblin. Oh, the Hobgoblin. And how the Hobgoblin is going to be Ned, and... Okay, we see Green Goblin. He's yeah. wearing the green suit with the mask on. With, yeah, the, the OG green mask. Right, but there's a split second in the trailer where we see a new Green Goblin that's definitely not William Defoe, And it's definitely not Harry Osborn. Right. This one is Ned. Jacob Batalon, on his Instagram story, he posted himself like in like a, a silicon suit. Like they're taking a mold of him. Right. Right? And they only do that for characters in movies that have to get a suit. Like, they have to get a suit fitting. So, th- so Jacob Batalon is definitely getting some sort of suit. Right. And we know that Jacob Batalon got in shape for this role. Right. Like, he is ripped now. Yeah. Ryan, you, you said that one theory about how he's going to fight the Hobgoblin because of the comic number, comic book number. Right. Right? So, it, total, it makes total sense. Yeah. I think Ned's going to be... That's who was in the trailer. That was the Hobgoblin. This movie's going to go crazy. Yeah. Even though there's that scene where, like, Doctor Strange is like, I can't stop him from coming in. If all the villains are coming over, three Spider-Men aren't going to be enough to fight them all. Spider-Man No Way Home is supposed to be like Avengers Endgame. So it only makes sense that if it's supposed to be like Avengers Endgame, there's going to be a bunch of people coming in. And in the trailer, right, we see Doc Ock actually get hit by Electro. Doc Ock, 
is going to be a good guy, maybe. Yeah, I would hope so. Because in Spider-Man 2, right, we literally see him turn from bad to good. And he right. ends the movie with being the hero. Yeah. That would suck if they took that away from him. Same for Sandman, though. Yeah, that is weird. I don't understand why Sandman's fighting. Okay, but one scene that really worries me. Really worries me. What worries you? MJ falling off the cliff. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. You, I got PTSD from that. Yeah, because we've seen that scene before. We have seen that scene before, right? It looks like the way Gwen Stacy died, like shot for exactly shot. Exactly the way. You, they literally shot it frame by frame, like almost the same way. Okay, so Cosmic Wonder did a crazy theory. In the trailer, we see Tom Holland Spider-Man going to save Zendaya. Uh-huh. But it actually might actually be Andrew. Yeah. Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Because oh, it would make sense, right? So he failed to keep Gwen Stacy alive, right? When she's falling. But now he has a chance to save MJ, mm-hmm. right? And fix like the wrongs he did with Gwen. So it's like redeeming his story to be able to go out and save MJ the same way he tried to do with, with Gwen. Gwen. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's... Oh, my gosh. Because now it was with editing, right? They could literally edit one Spider-Man, right, in the trailer mm-hmm. to be the Tom Holland one, but then switch it out in the movie to be Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Right. Because think about it. All of the spider Like, when, when Tobey Maguire has, like, a scene like that, he, he, he grabs them, right? You know what I mean? He always tries to go and grab them. He never uses his webs to try to pull them. Right. Andrew Garfield's the only one that tried that. Right. right. So maybe he's going to be the one to teach Tom not to do that. Speaking of ways to die. Oh, it's about <laughs> that time. Okay. I always know when Daniel's about to do dumb ways to die because it's literally the last thing we're going to do. <laughs> it is about that time. Oh, man. Okay. All right. So the first story. Okay. okay. This is a couple, right? They, they've been living together for a really long time, but they're hoarders. Oh, gosh. Okay, that... if you guys don't know what hoarders are, they, like, keep everything. They don't throw away anything. Anything that's old, they keep. And they're really self-conscious about people stealing something from them, right? So what they do is they booby-trap the house. What? They booby-trap the house so nobody steals their junk. Why? I just don't understand why. But one day, one of them's just walking around the house trying to crawl through all the junk. Stuck in a booby-trap, dies. Are you serious? Yep. In their own booby trap. Oh, my God. But the booby trap got lost in all of the stuff they had, so they forgot it was there. Guys, make sure you don't hoard. But isn't... Why would... I'm pretty sure it was like a bear trap. It like sounds you, like it, like by the way, those, you... Yeah. How do you, why would you put bear traps around your house to make sure nobody steals stuff that you've been hoarding for years? I don't know. Like, come on. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, the next one, right? There was a guy that was obsessed obsessed with smelling really good which isn't a bad thing okay. right but the way he wanted to smell good he sprayed deodorant all over his body everywhere okay twice a day that twice a day that doesn't sound bad like it sounds like people do that the spray on deodorant he sprayed it all over his body twice a day like, okay like axe body spray right but like his whole body not just like the upper body, like got the it, armpits. Got it, got it. He's going you know, everywhere. He's going everywhere. He's going top to bottom. Top to bottom. Inside feet to out. head. <laughs> okay? Got it. He literally did this for years, okay. right? Then one day, his body couldn't take the chemicals anymore, and he died from chemical poisoning. What? He died from, like, just putting on deodorant? Yeah, and him breathing it in so much. Oh, my gosh. That's really scary. Right? Because, you know, whenever you spray on deodorant, you, like, don't, you close your mouth. You don't want to breathe it in. Right? 
but, but he like he's like dumping the bottle on him his whole body and breathing it throughout the day. But he did the whole body twice a day. That's so weird. Why would he do that? I don't know. I can't believe he died from that. That's yeah. It's it's a crazy way to die. But you would think like, why would you do that? You know what I but mean? But I know. But in a way, we all put deodorant on every day. Right, but we don't spray half the bottle. You're right. You know what I mean? We don't go all through a bottle every body. day. <laughs> so there was this guy who went to the beach with his family. Okay. okay? And he was like, you know what? I'm going to entertain my kids. We're going to build the best sandcastle ever. We're going to dig the deepest hole at the beach. This already sounds sad. I don't okay. know how to hear this one. <laughs> so he digs an eight-foot deep hole. That's a big hole. That's a big hole. He had to have a shovel or something. Yeah, he definitely had a shovel. But eight feet, okay? And then he, like, jumps in, like, having fun, right? The water's, like, coming in, too. All of the sand and the water just collapses in on him. So the water comes. Yeah. Fills the hole and then pushes all the sand that was on top over him. Exactly. So imagine water with wet, heavy sand all on top of him. Oh, my gosh. Because that sand, when it's wet, it gets heavy. Suffocated and died. Oh, my gosh. Right? They, they saw that he was having trouble, so they, everyone's trying to dig it out. Like, everyone's trying to help dig him out. And by the time they got, like, a bulldozer and was, like, scooping it out, he was, it was too late. Gosh, that's unfortunate. That's, like, so sad. Because his family's there. Right. But honestly, why would you dig a hole that deep and put it so close to the water? Yeah, what's crazy is I'm assuming that his kids are young, and they're probably, like, really short. Like, right. if you're young, right, you're probably, yeah. like, four something. Mm-hmm. So why would you dig a hole that deep where they're going to, you know what I mean? That's exactly. Too, yeah, they yeah, can't yeah. even climb out of that. It's dangerous. Well, guys, long story short, don't be digging eight feet holes at the beach. <laughs> that is very dangerous. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching. It's been a lot of fun for us. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok. See you on the TikTok. God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya.